following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Christian Life Church on Father's Day. Happy Dad's Day. Amen. What a joy. <laughs> it, is, it is such an honor to welcome all of our dads, and I'm a dad. I came here 28 years ago as a stranger and became a friend to this church. Then I became a brother to this church, and then I became a dad, and now I'm a grandfather. So I get called Bo Daddy. And you can, you know, a lot of people call me Pastor Rex, and some people call me Rex, and I answer to that, especially when you're calling me to dinner. <laughs> but uh, some of you kids, if you want to holler Bo Daddy at me, that's all right. I think that's affectionate. That's kind. Doesn't bother me at all. Paul wrote half the book, half the New Testament. They just called him Paul. So who am I to say Brother Johnson needs to be honored here today? But thank you for the privilege of getting to be your pastor the last 28 years. And this is a great Father's Day. We had a lot of fun in the first service, and we have a lot of fun going in this second service. And I love my staff in spite of themselves. I love them. Uh, we, have, we have a lot of psychiatric help here that comes in every week. And psychologists meet with them, and they're doing better. They're doing better. I'm very happy for them. Would you stand to your feet? You're incredible people. And uh, we're going we're gonna to minister here just a little while, and then we're going to let you go, Dad, and get your paper and kick back and watch the U.S. Open or whatever you want to do today. And I hope you get everything you desire today. I hope Mom and the kids, the girls, if you have girls especially, I hope those girls just cook for you or whatever they, whatever they do, whatever your daughters do. If you've got sons, maybe they're rich and they'll take you out someplace famous. And <laughs> if they're real rich, maybe they'll go buy you a car or something. You know what? It's just, I want you to have a great day. I'm speaking today on the subject I'm going to call simply Man Hero. Man Hero. We are still in the series of of Running with the Giants, but I wanted to postpone it one week because what we had in Running with the Giants does not fit what I wanted to say today. And so we're going to talk about this. We pick up Running with the Giants next week, and then after we get through with the four men, we're going to do four ladies in the month of July. It's going to be fabulous. Because uh, there's lady giants too, amen. amen. And we're going to do four ladies. And so ladies, get ready for July. You're going to love July. Turn to somebody beside you, especially if he's a father, and say, I'm happy to be sitting beside you today. And if you're a wife of that man, say, I love you. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right. I'm wondering today, before I start speaking today, my sermons, my message is not real long. I'm wondering today... Uh, how many first time fathers, this is your first Father's Day as a dad. The baby is a witness that this is your first Father's Day. Would you raise your hand? Or stand up, stand up, stand up. Just stand up, keep standing. Wow. One, two, three, four, five in the balcony. Uh, where's, where's some more? Where's some more? Six, seven, eight. Wow. Anybody else? Keep standing. Keep standing. Come on, new dads. Isn't that awesome? Wow. All right, you can be seated. I want y'all to get a lot of presents today. Amen. And continue to be a great father. Now, how many of you are expecting to be a father? Like you got a wife beside you and she's expecting and y'all about to have a baby and you're, you're just sitting on top of expectation. Didn't you just stand up? 
You got a baby and you got another baby coming? That's awesome. Wow. Y'all have a happy home. I love you. Anybody else? Oh, looky here. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Expecting. Yes. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody else? Hey. Yeah. Hand clap for these two and that one right there. Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. We got some youngins in the house. That's so neat. That's so neat. That's so neat. 70% of Americans say they have no living heroes. That's sad. However, a hero is no braver than an ordinary man. He's just brave five minutes longer. When we think of superheroes, we often think of Superman and Batman and Spider-Man and Captain America, the Incredibles. But have you ever, ever thought how many different kinds of heroes there are in the world? In every land, there are names of people who lived a long time ago who are kept in loving memory and honor because those who bore them remember how they performed heroic and noble deeds. Some risked their lives to find out how to conquer disease and help bring the blessing of health to the world. Some suffered and died for the truth. Some fought against enemies of their country and gave their lives on the field of battle. And all these people that I've just mentioned were true heroes. But today, I want to say the greatest hero here is the man or the woman that has joined the army of God. In a world that we're living in, to be called a child of God is one of the greatest honors you could ever have bestowed on your life. I will preach the rest of this message allegorically, meaning I will tell a symbolic story with hidden spiritual meaning as if I were actually in the story. Five years ago in May 2013, I sat in front of my computer, and all of a sudden I just began to see and to feel what I'm about to tell you. Jesus often taught like this, using parables to explain truths, and so go with me in your minds as I minister this message. I was dreaming a few years ago and suddenly found myself standing before a great building. Was it a state capitol or was it a hall of justice? I didn't know. I had no idea. There was a wide entrance and atop of a long flight of broad steps. And there, in the shadow of the great doorway, stood a man. He appeared to be a janitor or a waiter or someone in the serving line of work. And when I went up to him, I asked, will you please tell me what this building is? He answered very graciously, this is a hall of heroes building. Would you like to go through it? I said, thank you very much. And I followed him in. And when we entered, I found myself in the center of this magnificent hall, around the inside of which ran marble staircases leading to different floors. All was silent. And when my guide spoke to me, his voice echoed through the high halls and balconies like a soft, deep notes of a cathedral organ. He said, here we enshrine the memories of all heroes, from the least to the greatest. Won't you come on in? And turning, I saw opposite me an open door, and over the door was written, Heroes of Battle, Heroes of Battle. I think you'd be able to recognize the names of a great many warriors seen there as I walked slowly down the long hall of that great chamber, men who had fought and won great victories, and men whose defeats had been glorious because they had all their wounds in front because there was no retreat in those men. I saw Leonardus of Sparta, 
Horatius, who kept the bridge over the Tiber, Admiral Nelson with his armless sleeve, and John Paul Jones said, I've not yet begun to fight George Washington. There I saw, too, the heroes of world wars. I saw York and Murphy and the Tuskegee Airmen and the Congressional Medal of Honor recipients and all of the prisoners of war were there. And I was overwhelmed with a feeling of sadness as I thought about the sacrifice of many young lives that had been lost in battle. And I saw that the face of my guide was shattered with sorrow, too. As we come, came to the end of the room and walked out into that great hall, he said, let's go to the next room. Then he stopped and he said, someday the nations of the world will turn their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. And nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war no more. And I said, I wish it were true today, sir. He said, it surely will be true someday. And you can help bring it to pass if you will. I said, I will do all that I can. And my face is God, my God's face brightened and he turned to me with smile and smiled. I said, let's go forward. I saw before me a door over which was described and inscribed heroes of the pioneers. And here were the men who had cut their way through the jungles of the unexplored continents. Men who had scaled unconquered mountains, crossed waterless deserts, and discovered a source of rivers, sailed over the unknown oceans, and pushed their way along the rim of this earth. And I felt ashamed that I knew so few of the brave multitude. Oh, I knew Columbus, and I knew Magellan, knew Cortez, and a few others. And my God stopped me every now and then to tell me stories of deeds and courage and faith and endurance, which have done more of the world than all the conquest of the sword. And when we reached the landing at the top of the next floor, I saw over me a door which was inscribed, Heroes of the Arts, all kinds of heroes in this building. The aisles were packed with statues, pictures, and stories of people who brought us pleasure that they themselves could not fully grasp, men like Beethoven, who wrote and conducted symphonies when he even couldn't even hear he was deaf. And one of my favorites, Ray Charles, who knew only by the glee of his audience that his music had touched their hearts because he could never see them. And Van Gogh, whose greatest works were created while he fought his internal demons. And there are so many heroes of the arts who rose above affliction to bring us history and beauty and song. And while perusing the titles above other doorways on the floors, I ran toward the entrance that read Heroes of Sports. And I wanted to stay there a while. The baseball section was the first one that I saw. I saw Branch Rickey signing Jackie Robinson. A great day in baseball. I saw Roberto Clemente, one of my favorites, who gave his life for the people of Nicaragua. I saw Lou Gehrig with his ALS and Dave Drabecki with his arm that cancer took. And Jim Abbott, who didn't even have an arm, were names I knew so well. And they, their faces challenged me as they showed incredible courage. And I saw places reserved for all the greats basketball. And Michael Jordan is still better than LeBron James. And I saw him. And Magic and Kareem and Larry and Shaq. By the way, I love Shaq. And peering around the corner to the football section, the stories of Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo. What a story. And Ernie Davis, they were there to greet me. And my God led me through a door titled Heroes of Invention. I just went everywhere in this room, in this house. Who's to say they're the greatest invention discoveries of our time? But this wondrous hall housed the stories of Madame Curie identified two chemical elements which would become monumental finds for medical science or George Washington's carver whose brilliance led to the discovery of 145 uses for the tiny peanut or Lewis Braille 
who created a system teaching blind people to read and write that aided Helen Keller in graduating from college. I could have spent all day in that section, but my guide had other plans in which to lead me. Ascending now a flight of stairs which I recognized, the climate had just changed. It was different from worldly to heavenly. And I was now in a new dimension. My guide pointed me to an open door before us over which was written heroes of truth. It was then that tears began to wet my face. He spoke as I had never heard a man speak before of the glory and the beauty of truth, of the conflict that's waging between truth and error, and of the certainty that truth will triumph in the end. Somebody say hallelujah to that. With my heart aflame at his words, I entered the room and saw the host who had stood bravely for truth in places where error was powerful and many times had more followers than perhaps truth had. Moses was there reciting the Ten Commandments. Elijah was there calling fire down from heaven on Carmel. Peter was the hero that kick-started the New Testament church. And Paul, with his miraculous conversion, then turned the world upside down with his beautiful words. Wrote half the New Testament. And all the noble arrays of martyrs were there from, from the Old Testament, the New Testament, and Stephen and Margaret Wilson who were tied to the stake in England and drowned by the rushing tide because they refused to deny truth. And I saw missionaries who were there who gave their life for the people of Africa. I could have stayed a long time in that glorious chamber, and I wept as I stood there, but my God led me on, and we came to the last staircase of all. It was a broader than the others and was made of something which hushed every step, footstep in silence. It was like we were walking in silence. And on the steps were written greater love, as no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And over the door which opened for us into this gallery was inscribed heroes of love. And then I saw an empty cross. My guide didn't enter this room in front of me as he had done times before, but standing off to one side motioned with his hand so I could pass on and get in there before he and I found that this room had a great dome crowning in the building, which I had seen from the outside. But it was bigger and higher than I would ever could have thought. At first I imagined it was empty, but it was in the marvelous light that blinded my eyes. And then in the very center I saw a cross with still blood there where the hero of all heroes was crucified on. And a moan escaped my lips and I said, Jesus, and I wept in front of my computer. And as, as I drew accustomed to the light, I, I found that the room was not empty. Indeed, it was the fullest of all the rooms, for the walls seemed to stretch away from the distance and the dome seemed to rise out of the mist. And I began to see quite plainly the multitude that cannot be numbered of the heroes of the cross. And you'll see there's no, there's no pictures of the heroes of the cross those who have lived their lives faithfully for Christ in spite of the crosses they carried in this life. And I want to stop and say, get outside my lines just a moment and tell you that every man will have a cross to carry. Amen. And you must carry your cross with dignity and honor because every man is going to be rewarded by how they carry their cross in this life. I saw a host of those that had passed on from this church in the last 28 years of my pastorate that carried their crosses so well. Saint after saint that had gone on was in my view. Then I caught the sound 
of music. It came up from the bottom of the huge building as if every kind of hero bowed his knee from the sports to the inventions to all the, all the people that waged war. Everybody that was at room I had visited, all of them had bowed their knee. And I heard the words at last, blessing and glory and wisdom and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. And everybody say amen to that. What I will tell you, it doesn't matter what your field of labor is. Every need needs to bow to the one who's the hero of the ages in our life today. And that is Jesus Christ. Can you clap your hands for the Jesus that we worship in this house? Something got a hold of me and I felt I couldn't endure any longer. So I turned and left the room and I ran down the staircase with the music ringing in my ears and the feeling of great palpitation in my heart. And in the hall at the foot of the stairs, my guide was waiting for me. He had beaten me down the stairs. And he walked with me to the great entrance and said in the kindliest manner, You will be here someday. And I stopped in astonishment. I said, me? Me? And I'm, try, try, I'm, not, not, I'm not trying to pick a fight. You talking to me? Me? Yes. You, man hero. I looked into his face. He seemed to know the great longing in my heart. And with loving tenderness, he read and answered my unspoken question. How can I? How can I be that? And his words caused me to rejoice. He said, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives and he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks it shall be opened. Then he said, I'm sure you'll be with us someday. We stood outside the door. He held out his hand to say goodbye to me. I looked down and noticed it had a print of a nail in it. He asked, on which floor would you like to pre- us to prepare a place for you? And I didn't answer, so he asked again. I said, which floor would you like me to prepare a place for you? I said, the second floor. Because I want to be a man hero by standing for my family. I want to be a hero by loving truth. And I want to be a hero by caring and loving people. And the Lord spoke to me so fluently that day and today. You know how you become a hero to people? You love your family. You love the truth of Jesus Christ in your life. And you love and consider people. It's really not that hard. It's really pretty simple. I wish we could have a man melt here today. Not a patty melt, but a man melt. (laughs) I wish our hearts could be melted today just a little. I wish God could turn up the burner in our spirit just a little. That we could love our family like we have never loved our family before. I wish he could turn the burner up just a little bit that we could love truth and honor truth like we've never honored it before. 
Because the only thing that will make you free is the truth. Hallelujah. Some people come to church bound today. I don't want to preach, but they come bound. I'll tell you how to get unbound. You get unbound by loving truth and embracing truth. The only thing that will set you free from these bonds in your life is the truth. You shall know it, and it shall make you free. Somebody say amen to that. You've got to love people. You need to love people. That's how you become a man hero. I want to carry the crosses that are laid on my back in this life with honor and integrity and good character and serve you because I want to be a hero for Christ. The hero of all heroes, my God, said, you can make it happen. And every man in the church that you pastor can make it happen. It will take faith and courage, my son. But you and the men of the church who stand for me will be here as heroes one day. So today, today, I wonder if we had a division of the house and we call for a vote and Jesus was going to be guilty or innocent, free or bound in our life. I wonder if anybody, any man, any father in this house would like to stand with an acclamation for Jesus in your life. Would you do it right now? Would you do it right now? Would you do it right now? Come on. Would you do it right now? I'm not even going to look. I'm not even going to look at people that are sitting down. But I want to tell you that you men that are standing, you hear me. You just made a man hero move in front of your family. You made a man hero move in front of your children. You made a man hero move in front of your community. When you stand for Jesus Christ, you're standing for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And there's nobody like him. There's nobody beside him. There's nobody that can even match him. He is King of kings. Aren't you proud you're standing for him today? Aren't you honored that you're standing for him today? You may be seated. You may be seated. I want to close with this. I want to close with this. When I left my computer that day five years ago in the month of May, I knew I was going to preach this sermon the next month on Father's Day, but it never, it never got healthy. And today I felt health in this message, so I preached this sermon today. But here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to close this service. 28 years ago, the Lord allowed Patty and I to come here. On Friday, I was in Ritter, Louisiana, where I was pastoring before I came here. I was there for three years. It was just a small stay because we just went there to try to help people get back into the hold of what church was about. I knew it wasn't a final place. I knew it wasn't going to be my final resting place. I knew it wasn't. I knew God had something for me in Texas, and I was hoping it was this city. And I received a call, and we answered that call, and we came. And 28 years ago, we started small. We don't. We don't boast about that but we started small but in the first service today I had had 10 men 10 men who were a part of the first service that we had in the church next door still in church today and I
And I asked them if they could come back, and they said, Pastor, we got to go eat. <laughs> Did any of them come back? Is any of them in the house? Any of them in the house? Uh-huh, that's what I thought. <laughs> Father's Day won out over Pastor. Okay, let me ask you something. Is there anybody in this building who was at our first service 28 years ago in the little A-frame building next door? Anybody in this house? Anybody? Anybody? Stand up. All right. Come on, Gordon. Come here, Gordon. Come here. Come here, buddy. Come on. Gordon's a board member. Come on, Gordon. Come on. Anybody else? Where? Tom, come on, buddy. Come on up here. Come on up here, Tom. Oh, hippie from California. <laughs> Motorcycle rider. Come on, Gordon. Come on, Gordon. This is so sweet. John, you in the house? John McDaniel, you in the house? John in the house? I want these guys to come. I got two of them. Peter and John, that's what I'll call you. Tom and Gordon. This it? This all? Guys, when I came here, y'all looked a lot younger. <laughs> now, I know I look the same, but y'all were a lot younger. But I am so happy. I want to declare something. These men are heroes. They're heroes. They're heroes. Men like this. Men like this is why we have this today. But when we didn't have any money, we didn't have a building, we didn't have anything, we had no music. These men said, I'll come to this church and we'll build something for a better tomorrow. And here we are today. And I honor heroes of the faith of this church right here. Hey, guys, the Lord's got a place for us in heaven. He's got a place for us on the other side. God is awesome. God is awesome. And I've never done this. I've never done this. But I want these two men to go right down here. Go right down here, guys. Stand right here. Right down here and face. Get right in front of Dr. Al here. Stand here. And I want, I want the rest of you fathers to come forward. I'm going to bless you today. I want all the dads in the house. Balcony and all, I want you to come. All the dads. We've got plenty of time. I want you to come. Give me about three more minutes. I want all the dads to come. All the dads. All the dads. Come on down. I want to bless you today. You're walking, you're walking a corridor because you want to be a hero of faith, don't you, huh? A hero of faith. That's what we want to be. We want to be in that hall of fame someday. You know what I mean? We want to be there. And all of us are going to have a cross to carry. And all of us are going to have some pain to bear. And all of us are going to have some things that's not going to go right. It's going to go bump in the night. But I declare to you this morning, I declare to you this day that, Dad, if you'll just love your family, love the truth, that's Jesus Christ, and love people, I promise you, there's something waiting on you big. And when we, when we talk about you at your funeral one day, we can talk big. Because here was a man that bore the brunt of this world and hung on and loved his Christ. 
Come on down. Can you guys squeeze on in? Can y'all can y'all squeeze on in? Come on, guys. Come on. Get as close as you can here. Come on. Get as close as you can. Can I tell you I'm honored? I'm honored. I'm honored to see such heroes standing here today. I'm honored. You're just incredible. Maybe this is why I didn't preach it five years ago. Maybe our church took a boom about five years ago, and here you are today. What a joy. What a joy to see you. Now, I want you to do something. I know men don't like to hold hands. I know that. We're not into hand-holding. We're men, manly men. But I want you to put your hand on your, on your brother's shoulder. Come on, put your hand on your brother's shoulder. And I want you to bless your brother. Bless that father as I bless all of you. Dear Father, bow your heads, close your eyes. Dear Father, bless these glorious, beautiful men today. I thank you, Lord, for men that love you and men that honor you and men that call on you and men that pray to you and men, Lord, that absolutely care about their families. They care about their children. They care, Lord. They're men that care. They're men heroes. They're man heroes in our world. And we honor our man heroes today. We honor them. God, I bless them from the rising of the sun to the going down the same. I bless them in the city. I bless them in the field. I bless them in their home. I bless them on their job. I bless them today. Bless our fathers today. Bless our fathers today. May our fathers be blessed with goodness and mercy all the days of their life. And let them dwell in your house, God. Lord, it's not easy being a child of God and a Christian today. But let these men take a stand. Let them stand strong in this hour and let them know that one day the hall of fame is waiting on them. There's a place waiting on them, a hall of heroes, and they'll be there one day in Jesus' lovely, mighty name. And everybody said amen. Say amen. Turn to a brother.